Father, we listen to the gospel of Jesus, the word of life. In the one whom Peter called Messiah is all our future and hope. And so this is our prayer. His church has the power to bind and to lose. We ask you through its loving ministry that you bind us to each other and lose us from our sins. Do not let the jaws of death snatch us forever, but bring us the peace of your kingdom, which this world does not give. We ask this through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. Thus says the Lord to Shebna, master of the palace, I will thrust you from your office and pull you down from your station. On that day, I will summon my servant, Elakiam, son of Hilkiah. I will clothe him with your robe and gird him with your sash and give over to him your authority. He shall be a father to the inhabitants of Jerusalem and to the house of Judah. I will place the key of the house of David on Elakiam's shoulder. When he opens, no one shall shut. When he shuts, no one shall open. I will fix him like a peg in a sure spot to be a place of honor for his family. The word of the Lord. A reading from the letter of St. Paul to the Romans. Oh, the depths of the riches and wisdom and knowledge of God. How inscrutable are his judgments and how unsearchable his ways. For who has known the mind of the Lord or who has been his counselor? Or who has given the Lord anything that he may be repaid? For from him and through him and for him are all things. To him be glory forever. Amen. The word of the Lord. The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Jesus went into the region of Caesarea Philippi, and he asked his disciples, Who do people say that the Son of Man is? They replied, Some say John the Baptist, others Elijah, still others Jeremiah or one of the prophets. He said to them, But who do you say that I am? Simon Peter said in reply, You are the Christ, the Son of the living God. Jesus said to him in reply, Blessed are you, Simon, son of Jonah, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my heavenly Father. And so I say to you, you are Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of the netherworld shall not prevail against it. I will give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven, Whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. Then he strictly ordered his disciples to tell no one that he was the Christ. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. 
It may have happened to you on your travels that your flight was cancelled, and we know that it can create a lot of uh, tensions, a lot of anger. So there is this story of a man who uh, his flight was cancelled and who got in, uh, in line waiting for it to be uh, rescheduled or rebooked on another flight, but the line was so long, he lost his patience, walked to the front, front of, the, of the line, to the counter, and demanded a first-class ticket on the next available flight to his destination. And uh, the ticket agent told him that uh, there, was, there was none, there, that she couldn't accommodate him. So he got very angry and pounded his fist on top of the counter and asked, do you have any idea who I am? She didn't lose her composure. She picked up the public announcement system microphone and said, attention, please. Ladies and gentlemen, there is a man at the counter who doesn't know who he is. If there is anyone in the airport who can identify him, please come to the ticket counter. Jesus didn't have an identity problem or questioning who he was. He wanted to know who people said, what people said about him, who he was. But then, of course, after the disciples said, some said uh, Elijah or Jeremiah, John the Baptist or other prophets, then he asked them the more important questions. Who do you say that I am? Because they spend a lot more time, of course, with him than the rest of the people. Sometimes every, every day. For about three years, they accompanied him. So that he was asking them, what about you? Do I mean more to you? Who am I to you? What kind of difference does my life make in your life? So as we heard, Peter courageously answered that question, that he was the, the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus recognized that it was his Heavenly Father who in his wisdom and riches, as we heard in St. Paul's second reading, gives us the, the ability to recognize who Christ is, what difference he can make in our lives. So uh, the, when Jesus heard that answer, he, he immediately said to Peter, you are the rock. On this profession, something good can happen. On this way of life, something good can happen. You are the rock on which I will, I will build my church. He said, nothing will destroy it, not even hell. So, but we know that although Peter said that answer, after, if we continued reading, and next week we will hear what happened afterwards, Jesus started telling the apostles that he would have to go, die in Jerusalem. He was just a few weeks from his death. So he said, this is what will happen to me. At that moment, Peter, who Jesus called rock, pulled him aside and said, Lord, this should not happen to you. And Jesus said to him, get behind me, Satan. He told him that he was not thinking the way God does, because he wanted him to avoid suffering and death on the cross. He wanted Jesus to find another way to bring redemption. So that's why Jesus told him very strictly, get behind me. Yet he still chose him to be the rock, in a sense signifying Peter had to grow into that role. And we know that Peter and his successors, the popes, of course, are still called to, through their ministry to make God's presence, Jesus' presence in the, in the world known. But as uh, Jesus chose Peter, he chooses us to make his presence into the world known. How do we do that? We do it by answering that question, who do you say that I am? By words, by actions. Who do we say that Jesus is? We heard in the first reading that Shebna, who was the second in command in the land after the king, betrayed the trust of the people and of God. 
He, be, he became so wealthy at the expense of other people's uh, livelihood, and people became poor. So he betrayed the trust that was given to him. So the prophet told him, you will be removed. God found in other ways, Eliakim, who will replace you. And the, mention, the reading mentions the power of keys. That's why sometimes when we see the picture of St. Peter, he ha he's holding keys, of course, because he has the power to unlock or unlock. So again, we see that the, 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 this power that was given to Peter, or, or to anyone for that matter, who followed Jesus, is what, what? To minister, loving ministry. That's the, that's the most important power that is given to us. So that's why in the Gospel reading, Jesus asked people, or the, the disciples, who do people say that I am? And in people's minds, we know that the Messiah, in their minds, was going to be a powerful military leader, king, who will de deliver people from the life of oppression. The Romans oppressed the people, and what? They, they lost so much, so much trust, so much faith, sometimes wondering if God was with them. So that was their idea of the Messiah. Jesus was not that kind of Messiah. That's why he said to the, the disciples, don't tell anyone that I am the Messiah, because even they, as I said, Peter, was trying to de, uh, distract Jesus. Don't, don't do it this way, by suffering. Be the kind of Messiah we want you to be. So Jesus told them, don't tell that I am the Messiah until you yourself understand what it is and who I am. So again, this happened in a very special occasion. Caesarea Philippi was established by the Romans, and there was a big temple where people worshipped the emperor as their god. In this place, Jesus asked them, who do you say that I am? Are you going to worship this earthly person as, the, as your God, or am I your, your God? Am I your Messiah? Very, very challenging question, because they answered it, of course, by the way they, they, they live their lives. For the rest of their life, they had to answer that question. Peter had to answer that question. We know that he became the rock, and thankfully, we still have that rock among us. Yes, we had popes, of course, in, in history that were not perhaps the best. We had also some holy men who certainly fulfilled that ministry quite well. And yet, nothing destroyed the church. Why? Because of Jesus' promise. On this rock, as faulty as sometimes it may seem, I will build my church. But the church is not just the clergy. Each one of us contributes to, to the livelihood, to the well-being of the church. How do we do that? By answering honestly, with integrity, that question, who do we say that Jesus is? Because it's, it, stays, it, it helps us to stay the course we are on. Christian way of life helps us to, to build the community of believers that we are called to be. When Peter answered that question, his life was never the same and ours shouldn't be either. And we have so many good examples that where we see how people answer that question, who Jesus is. There is a true story of Father William Wasson. He, he was born in, I think, 1923 in Arizona and wanted to become a priest. But he was uh, quite sickly, so the, the diocese would not allow him to be ordained. So eventually, uh, he, he had a thyroid surgery, and then to recuperate, he traveled to Mexico, and he liked living there, so he decided to stay there. And in Mexico, he became a priest and was ordained in 1959, I believe. And uh, then when he was 30 years old, or around that, that age. So 
what happened, he was assigned to a small parish, and one day he saw a little boy who was homeless stealing a, a box with money that was designated for the poor. So he called the police, the police came, arrested the little boy, and took him to the police station, and father went there too to file uh, charges against him. But as he was filling out the, the paperwork, he decided not to file charges, but he asked if he could adopt this homeless boy. So he was allowed, and so he brought him back, and a week later, the police chief brought him eight other homeless boys to his home <laughs> who had nobody. So it was a sign for him to, to do something. So what he did, he established an organization that still exists to this day called uh, Our Little Brothers and Sisters. Thousands of boys and girls have gone through it, and many of them became quite successful, became doctors, lawyers, teachers. What, what the Father Watson required of them, that after you know, they completed their education, they would come back to the, the, to the house and serve for one year, helping other young men and women who lived there, because they themselves had experienced you know, what, what they were going through. So this organization still exists to these days. When, when Father Watson died, you know, it, was, it was amazing to see what he had, uh, he had accomplished. Thousands of young men and women, their lives were changed because somebody answered right in front of them, who do you say that I am? The question that Jesus poses. So who do we say that Jesus is? Again, every day offers us so many opportunities to answer that question. Let us not let, us not let them go by today, tomorrow. There is no place where we cannot answer that question. At work, in a parking lot, a grocery store, you name it. Every place gives us that, that, that space where we can answer that question. We know what happened to the apostles. We know what can happen to us, how, how fulfilling life is when we, when we take that question seriously and leave the answer to that question. Thanks for listening to this week's service. To stay up to date on the latest news involving our parish, please visit our website at goodshepherd-sc.org.